Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Sift Pop Podcast is recorded in front of a live internet audience. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks. We all died 22 years ago, but somehow we're still doing this podcast. It's Sift Pop. I died when I was six? <laughs> Something <laughs> like that, apparently. No, eight. Eight. I died how, when I was eight. How oh. many years ago did you 22 say? 22 years ago. Right, I was four. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I lived a little bit of life more than you, I Tragically yeah. short. Uh, welcome to Sif <laughs> Pop. We're streaming live on Mixler every Friday or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks! Patrons get those perks! I'm Aaron Dicer from YourMovieFriend.com. I'm joined by Andrew Ormsby from Flick Freaks. And every week, we will be joined by a pop culture guru to chat about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. In today's guru... Is Jareth from All Tower Media? Hi, Deadly Ho, neighborinos. Ooh, a little Flanders reference Woo. right out of the gate. Yeah, I love it. I love it very much. Jareth, uh, first time. You're a newbie yes. on Sif Pop. Yeah. New guru. Yeah, and so. he actually is a Star Wars guru. Oh, that's good. I I do know a thing or two. Excellent. So you'll have some uh, some in some deep, okay. powerful insights. I, I know how to spell the word stars. Nice. <laughs> Well, there's only one star in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, oh. no, wars is plural. Wars is plural. That's true. Well, That's true. I only know how to spell war. I don't know. Mm. Now, <laughs> what is it good for? Now that we have uh, we have set the uh, plural and singularities <laughs> of the actual title, Stars I think, War. <laughs> I think we can continue on. Uh, seriously, Jareth, what kind of stuff do you do? Uh, like professionally or yeah, all just, just, yeah, like what do you just tell us a little bit about yourself? How you got into movies? Like you're a newbie, so like help us get to know you a little better. Well, I mean, I got into movies by watching movies. I don't really know how else to. <laughs> what was one of the earliest ones that was like, uh, yeah, I'm a movie guy. Like, I like watching movies. Uh, definitely Alien. Oh, uh, interesting. I saw it when I was way younger than I should have been to watch the movie Alien. I think and everybody is younger than they should have been when they watched Alien nah, the first time. I was so sheltered. Like, I didn't really like, all my like. Well, here's the thing. I didn't even go to a movie theater this until I was uh 
uh, 20 years old. If so, if you're to believe what my parents tell me, it was Jurassic Park because apparently yeah. I saw that in theaters when I was like one and a half. Yeah. Wow. So that would I, be that would be an experience. You know what? If you had to have a first movie to see in theaters, Jurassic Park is not bad. No, that's not a bad choice. <laughs> that's not a bad choice. That's not a bad choice. Speaking of Star Wars, uh, the prequel, the first that was Phantom Menace was the first one, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Came out uh, right after my first son was born. And that was his first movie that he ever sat in, even though he was like, you know, three weeks old or whatever. So I'm sorry. I know. Right. (laughs) Poor kid. You had no way of knowing. No, no. Here's the thing. I didn't even know for like another year that it was bad. Like I thought it was great. Like, you know, when you've been waiting that long for something. Misa question your love of movies. I know. Well, you come out and you're so you're so blind. You're so like fanboy blind. It's like you want to defend it, and yeah. so like I, def- I, I defended uh, Phantom Menace we, probably for a good year. We will be ranking later on in the show the Star Wars movies, all eight of them up to this point, from yeah. worst to best. Yeah, that so. will be part of the show today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll also, which I'm curious about your guys. Of course, we will also talk uh, about Rogue One, uh, Star Wars story. We'll talk. Uh, we'll uh, review that non spoiler here. And then the spoiler cast will also be in your podcast feed. Just we'll do afterwards. We'll just chat for another half hour to three hours about uh, spoilers. We're giving you one. We're giving you <laughs> two a pretty podcasts. small window. <laughs> we're giving you two podcasts. But first, but first, we like to start off with a little bit of do we care? Where Andrew will read some pop culture headlines to us, and then we'll say whether we care enough to talk more about them. Can I already say no? Yeah. <laughs> do you just not like pop culture? No, I just I don't care <laughs> in first, general. As always, we have three Do We Care topics for this week. First one up, Aaron Dicer. You just got back from the Critics' Choice Awards. Is that a headline? Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, um, yeah, let's. you want to talk about I that care. a little bit? I care. <laughs> I, I already kind of care also. Uh, I, I care about one specific moment in the Critics' Choice Awards and how awkward it was. Yeah? Oh, you're talking about the... Darius from, from Atlanta. Atlanta. Getting up to accept somebody else's award on behalf of them. I was, we can start there. I will tell you in the room, it was obvious very quickly that that table was having the most fun. The Atlanta uh, table? The Atlanta or? table. Donald Glover was there. Darius yeah. was there. Uh, so was um, Paperboy. What's, what's, Paper that what's that actor's name? His name they is were... Brian Tyree. Uh, uh, Brian Tyree. Henry. So Brian and... Um, Darius were actually Keith Stanfield. Uh, his name Brian and Heath. Is that right? Keith. Keith. Yeah. Brian and Keith were actually the first celebrities I chatted with at the awards. Really? Yeah. It was right in the pre in the pre part. They do a pre party and a post party, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I saw him. I went up. I was like, "Hey, I love Atlanta. Love what you guys do there." And they were really cool, really chill. Um, you know, whatever. So I, I always I, like hearing that. Uh, I, re- I that is generally the case. I've been to four of these awards show now, and and generally every celebrity I met has been pretty, pretty chill, with a couple exceptions. I'm always worried they're going to be jerks. Yeah, and maybe if you saw them on the street, there'd be more of a chance of that. But when they're here, they're kind of on their game. They're, yeah, they're like a little being bit. nice, yeah, on yeah. purpose. So, but also I do think a lot of them are genuinely nice people. Um, but oh, you know, I'm sure yeah. they're also Knock actors, so you never know. But uh, but yeah, that table, the Atlanta table was was partying and uh i think they had lost some of their sense of decorum. their cognitive abilities yeah. he was he was on his chair dancing during the commercial breaks wow <laughs> and uh and then also when when somebody he loved would win an award he'd get on his chair and clap and that kind of stuff and i just think he didn't you know he didn't care that's fine and so 
He went and up I to like accept. That. What was what was really awkward was the guy who accepted the award didn't for know Silicon was. Valley. Wasn't it Silicon Valley that won? It was won? Silicon Valley that won. Didn't even know who he was. Yeah. <laughs> and he said it. He was like, I have I no know idea who that even was. Yeah, so Keith Stanfield, the guy from Atlanta, so they were doing the best comedy series, wasn't it? That was the category. And Silicon Valley won. And then an actor from Atlanta got up and accepted the award on behalf of Silicon Valley and pretended he was on that show. He was like, we all work so hard over that Silicon Valley. <laughs> it's such an honor to win this award. And then he just walked off stage, and then the real guy got up and he was like, I have no idea who that was. <laughs> and it, it was... It was awkward watching it on TV. I can't even. I can't even imagine the vibe in that room. That it was sounds... awkward. It was definitely an awkward vibe, and a lot because Atlanta was nominated in that category too. So yeah, that's why nobody knew when he started walking up there. the The room was kind of like, "What is he going to do? Like, like, is he Zoolander? I thought it was this? Zoolander yeah. at first. Like, yeah, we won. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what he was doing. It that felt like kind of sounds awesome though. <laughs> like, it was it was pre- it was a pretty incredible night. The only there were a couple negative things. Number one, they banned selfies this year. So usually I come back with a bunch of pictures with these famous people, that kind of stuff, which is you know uh, a lot of people really enjoy that. They it's like, like banning it's, breathing nowadays. <laughs> no right, but I think a lot of the publicists for the celebrities were like they are getting deluged every commercial break with all these people who want pictures. You know, we don't want our we don't want our guys to be there if that's what they're going to have to put up with. And I I think that's actually legitimate. I really do. And and but it's still a bummer, right? Like, it's still kind of you want to take a picture with Chris Pratt. It makes sense. But that doesn't mean it isn't bad. Right. Um, I'm sure, like you said before you left, that there are possibly some celebrities like, hey, do you want to take a photo? And you said, like, if the celebrity asked to take the photo then it's okay, right? Right, which isn't going to happen. Yeah. It's not like some celeb's going to come up to me and go, hey, can can we get a selfie together? <laughs> it's like... Like he's super excited to meet <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, Denzel, he walks up. He's like, hey, I've seen your reviews. Can we get a selfie? Hey, that happened to us last night. Nah, Denzel what? Washington? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we were in Branson, Missouri, and we were getting out of the IMAX theater, and Denzel Washington That's walked amazing. up, and he's like, hey, you're from Flick Freaks, and he asked to take a picture. No, That's no, amazing. but a fan did uh, notice us in, uh, at the theater and asked to take a selfie Sure, with sure. Well, yeah, we, but that's the only way it works. Yeah. You wouldn't have walked up to him and asked because you didn't know who he was. Yeah, These people been... don't know who I am. Hey, His you, was... you're a Flick Freaks listener. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's like, what? How did you know there's only 32,000 of them? But no, I, I, it makes sense. It does make sense. Like, you don't want to be over-encumbering with all these... Right. They just want to have a good night. Right. Don't want to overwhelm them with all these... It, now, it makes sense, but that, it is a bummer. It is, it a, is bummer. a bummer. I mean, it's not as much of a bummer for me. In fact, it actually freed me up to have more conversations with them. And I'm which sure is that's also more super awesome. Which, yeah, in which, and I didn't have to worry about pulling out my phone and kind but, of taking the awkward picture and that kind of thing. But so. then you go come back to the whole pics or it didn't happen exactly yeah, yeah yeah and a lot of people are just like you know so I, shins. I uh i hung out with the stranger things kids all four of them were there it was a blast meeting them that show should have won um i you know what I, didn't that show win because that show was amazing everything i don't think it won anything no i don't think stranger things what? did win any well no, no wait what one no outlander won most binge worthy that was voted on by the fans yeah um what but uh but yeah so I mean, I met uh, Mel Gibson, Ryan Reynolds, uh, Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling. And Reynolds had a good night. Um, Reynolds, and he was so super cool. Everybody I met was super, super cool, with one exception. I don't think I'll say who on, on the podcast. I don't think I'll give the name. I, 
I totally get it. So like I even I don't feel like was it you know, an actor? Was it was it an a, actor? Okay, it was an actor, and and I shook their hand and said, "I really appreciate your work. Love what you did in such and such a movie, and you know, in such and such a performance." And they kind of they just didn't really acknowledge me and turned their head and had a conversation with another actor across the table while shaking my hand. Like they so just it was kind like, of blew it was just, past it. Yeah, it was just kind of like, yeah, feel free to shake my hand as long as you need to and then move on with your day <laughs> kind of thing. And I was like, just let me oh, know when you're okay. done. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, well, we'll move on then. But Never uh, voting for you again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't vote for him this time either. So. Hey, savage. Uh, All right. So I don't know. Um, did you have any other questions about the awards? Like being there at the place or other people? There were so many people there. It looked like a giant. Where what theater was it in? It was it's at the Barker Hangar the in Barker. Santa Monica. I have, it looked massive. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah, yeah. And when you were invited, did they like send you a golden ticket in the mail? Did it come by owl? No. How? No. No. We. Uh. It's it's called will call. Have you ever heard of? It's this new mysterious way to get tickets. Uh. Wow. You know, you get them there at the event. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you you got tickets to go. Uh-huh. They they weren't like. Sent an owl for you. Mm-mm. Nope. Okay. No nope. ravens. No. There was a great game of Quidditch beforehand, though. So, oh, good, good. So then that was always good. Good call. All right. Ready to move on? Uh, second one up. Warner Brothers is re-re-remaking Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> Re-re-remaking? Because it's like the fourth time that film's been remade. Really? I think so. I didn't know I that. I think the 86 movie that has like Steve Martin and stuff. Yeah, that's, that's the only the one. That's the famous one. Rick Moranis, right? And Rick Moranis. Yeah, yeah. Rick Moranis and Steve Martin. That's and the only one I really know about. There's, I guess there's a bunch of other movies. Like, there's been made-for-TV remakes of it and stuff. I guess huh. this is the third or fourth remake of the movie. That's, that's I don't yeah. particularly care about that. Yeah, I don't... Everything's I, getting remade. So at this point, it's like, it's almost like there's nothing shocking about it. Yeah. But... I'm not surprised. But the 86 one, I guess you could say that about Ghostbusters. It's so right. beloved. Why would you touch it? Right. But then again, that's why. You, I was going to say, you know, that's actually you answered your own question. It's already yeah. got an audience. I, I was answering my question as I said it out yeah, loud. That's absolutely right. Final one. This is kind of local for us. Based in okay. Springfield. TLC Network is filming a new TV series in Springfield, Missouri. Our hometown. Is that the one... About the like the kitchen something. It's about or? a tattoo parlor called Ink Ink. Ink Ink. Yeah, yeah, that's yes. the one. That's the one. That's what I thought it was. And yeah, yeah. After the trailer for the show was released, oh, Springfieldians. Yeah. <laughs> I was wrong. It was about a tattoo parlor. I was I knew it was about <laughs> some sort of place where there's you know recipes. Yeah. So after the trailer was released, <laughs> right. Springfieldians immediately started a petition to get the show canceled before it even airs. Do we I, care? Well, I do. I absolutely do care about this because I tried to watch the whatever the preview that people were sending around and saying uh-huh. this show is trashing Springfield or whatever and I couldn't get it to play so I don't did they like trash the oh, city or God, something yeah they did really oh, hard hard they trashed on Springfield why really yeah why are the they place so they're interested? filming the place, the place they're the filming the place they do business? business so they were like well welcome to Springfield Missouri a small town a couple hundred miles uh away from St. Louis in Springfield, if you graduate from high school, you're praised. But if you go to college, you're a nerd. And half the people here had babies in co- in high school. Um, and so they, they're painting it like like Hicktown. Hicktown is and that, the, the, and which the is so funny if you've lived TLC in Springfield because the four major universities are in Springfield. It's a college town. Yeah, it's re- that's really funny if you actually live in Springfield. You know yeah. how untrue that is. Now, there are Hicktowns around the Ozarks. Like, the yeah. Ozarks has, you know, those kind of 
you know, stereotypical communities or yeah, whatever. But they it, trashed on Springfield hard. Was it the TLC people or the Ink Ink people? It was the Ink Ink people. But they they work in live and work here. Yeah. So now like I guess there's uh they had a Facebook page where you could like review their uh their work and stuff like that. And not I'm just saying this, tattoos weren't all that great. But um <laughs> Then they had to take away the review section for their Facebook page because it dropped from like a three point something to like a point something. Wow. Because people just started immediately leaving negative. Which also should prove reviews. that Springfield's not all that small. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a lot of people. 160,000 people here. Yeah. And it's, in surrounding area, it's actually closer to 400,000. Yeah. I've, which is about the same, you know, population as Kansas City or St. Louis. So, well, it's definitely smaller than Kansas City or St. Louis, but but I mean, like Springfield and the surrounding, the surrounding areas, areas combined, probably closer. Well, uh, it would definitely be closer. Yeah, two women I work with have tattoos from Ink Ink, and neither of them are terribly satisfied with the work. Really? So, well, there you go. Like they they said that they regret it. Sift Pop leading the way in trashing Ink Ink. Yeah, I'm. And you know what? That's this what the was, world needs. I didn't is, even know there was a TLC thing. <laughs> yeah, but and, I was like, hey, where'd you get your ink done? And this like, is what the world needs: another tattoo show. Yeah, um, yeah, I definitely care about that. Yeah. I will not be getting my next tattoo done at Ink Ink. I, you seem like a guy who frequents tattoo parlors. <laughs> just frequents, just hangs out there. Yeah, I yeah. mostly don't care. Still, I, yeah. I imagine. Do either of you guys have any ink? I have one. Yeah, I'm probably going to get it removed though. So. Really? Yeah, and just regretting it. Yeah, too embarrassing those... to go into on the podcast. Not well for yeah. I'll say that. Okay, <laughs> it isn't, but I just. Don't want to make it a thing. So, I I have never really been against tattoos. I just have been against pain. Like I just, yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm, it didn't I'm, hurt all that much. Oh, I guess it depends on where you get it. I got mine on my shoulder, uh-huh. and that just didn't hurt. Get it on your eyelid, like a real man. <laughs> have you seen those? Uh, no, people uh, literally do get eyelid tattoos. Yeah, yeah. That's like it horrifying. looks like you have your eyes open when your eyes are closed. I've yeah. seen those, that and people get their eyeballs school. tattooed as well. Yeah, it's pretty no, amazing. That's America, America. That sounds awful. Yeah. All right. You ready to talk some Rogue One? Oh, God, yeah. All right. Let's do it. Woo! Ragu One. Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, is the first of these Star Wars stories, kind of these Star Wars movies that take place. Non-linear stories. Yeah, outside of the canonical nine. Although, let's start here. It kind of is inside the nine, right? A a little, yeah. It's 3.5. This is Star Wars episode three and a half. It's 2.5. I I would say it's like episode... Two and a half. No, it's three and a half. Oh, three and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. Three and a half. I would say it's like four minus point five. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's like nineteen years after three. They could yeah. have made uh, a New Hope a five hour movie with sure. this. Yeah. No, I I think it's I think it's it's just interesting to me that it's being billed as you know expanded universe stuff, which I totally get. Is it? it? I but, thought it was like going to be canonical as well since it's a movie. Well, it is. I mean, it's it's movie canon. It's canon. Yeah, sure. I just mean as far as like the one through nine, you the know, movie. Canon. Yeah, the movie canon kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. First um, thoughts. 
Yeah, let's do right off the bat. Did you like it? Love it? It was okay. Disliked it or hated it? Jareth, you start. Um, I went into it expecting to just kind of like be like, yeah, I enjoyed this. Yeah. It blew me away. Okay, so you're going with loved it. Uh, yeah, like infinitely more than I thought I was going nice. to. Nice. Andrew? You? Oh, I'll go. <laughs> loved it. I loved it. I'm going with loved it as well. It's it's absolutely great. Although I think from your responses, I probably like it the least in this room, even though I loved it. Like, you oh, know, I, have little, some, little... I have some cons. Yeah. I got some, yeah, I got some cons. I have very few of those. <laughs> I have two cons. Con. And then... Cons. I have four main pros and then two cons and then a final thought. So. All right. Well, let's get into it a little bit. Um, in case you don't know, it does follow the story of how the plans for the Death Star were stolen. Uh, and that is basically the central plot device. The of first Death Star. This first movie. Death yeah, Star. we should say the first, first Death Star. Because I do need to say that so many people online and even we last yeah. night, even we last night were like, the whole line, many Bothans die to get yeah, us this very information. Upset with mm-hmm. The lack of Bothans. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out that was for the second Death Star in Return of the Jedi. So ah. all these people that are complaining about the Bothans thing, it's not a thing. It's yep. not a thing. Stop complaining. Exactly. All right, let's I, get I into feel sufficiently chagrined at that fact. Some yeah. specifics. Uh, since we loved it, what did we love about it? Andrew, give us one thing. So this for me is like the first Star Wars film to really bring the war in like between the alliance and the empire because normally whenever i see a star wars movie it's like it's all you know the the actual war is like in the background between the sith and the jedi right right or the skywalker story right this is actually like right in there with the war the people who are living in this universe and it makes it such a dark and gritty i think besides Maybe even more than Empire, this is the darkest and grittiest Star Wars film ever. I think that's a, that's fair to say. I they, don't know if it's more than Empire, though. They definitely, um, like, throughout Star Wars, there's this idea of hope. Oh. There you go. Swivelly thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's this idea of hope, and a new it, hope. it's kind of lost in the fact that you're... you're Facing basically space wizards and everybody's this ultimate good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just naturally succeed. Uh, but in this, there's this feeling of hopelessness that makes any hope in it that much more poignant. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you see people doing what they're doing uh, in the hopes of turning an unstoppable tide. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. Yeah, it, it, you totally get that in the other movies, it's all been kind of ideas in the air. And so, I mean, there are fight scenes, yeah. but they they always serve a like a, a linear purpose of character development or, you know, You're progress definitely- on, a, on a task. But this this is boots on the ground. This is like this is what war would have been in this kind of universe. And, and you're you're very much never um like on a first name basis with most of just the soldiers mm-hmm. in Star Wars. Like there's a few that you know of. Right. Um, but like at no point are you like, oh, that's that guy. And then yeah. you see them fighting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I totally agree. It definitely puts the war in Star Wars. Uh, another thing I would mention is that I was not expecting to this extent. This movie makes Star Wars A New Hope a better movie. Yes. Like, I want to immediately watch A New Hope again with this movie behind me because mm-hmm. I think the experience will be almost completely different. 
it it adds a, a level of context to everything. Yeah. But a new hope, especially. Yeah. Like there were. I don't want to give too much away, but there were like things in A New Hope that bugged people. Yeah, plot holes. Yeah, plot holes. And this one takes care of all of it. It does. It retcons everything. Yeah. Fills them up and plants a flower. Yeah, that's right. It not only fills up the plot holes, it makes it better. Yeah. Yeah, that is absolutely true. And going back to when I said this is the probably one of the darkest uh, Star Wars movies ever made, and it's funny coming off of the funniest Star Wars movie ever made, the last one we just saw. Yeah. So, I would... I the kinda, Force Awakens is the funniest. This is now the darkest. I also feel like this one's kind of also the funniest. Yeah, it was really funny. There was a lot of good humor in this one, too. I don't think to the extent of The Force Awakens. I think Force Awakens was still way funnier than this one, though. I think it was funnier than this one. I think... You think Force Awakens was funnier? Or you no, think- no, no. I, I, I do think Force. I do think Force Awakens was funnier than okay, this yeah. one. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have said way funnier. I think but- the comedy in this one boils down to one character. Yeah. And he kills it. Yeah. yeah. Probably one of my favorite parts. Um, I'm trying to think. K2. K2. I didn't K2 want to say. Yeah, K2SO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alan so. Tudyk's droid character. Alan yeah. Tudyk in anything is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Wash. yeah I, I, I thought that that was very funny. Um, I, I do feel oh, like... Donnie Yen was funny, too, I guess, in some parts. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So was uh, the other guy, but usually in correlation with Donnie Yen. Yeah. They're kind of Abbott I don't know Costello. the other guy kind of working off of each otherness. I see I hear you say dark and I know what you I think I know what you mean because there's different ways that that can be interpreted. For me what gritty what, realism. Yeah, what I what I what I mean by that is there's a there's a strength of depth to it because it, it feels like there's a there's a grittiness to the world, to the area, to what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like spiritually dark it's not like you know demons and you know that that kind of stuff well i'm just saying it can be interpreted different ways yeah and and that's not what i was trying to say at all it's also not horrifying dark right yeah exactly just kind of like parts of it well (laughs) really i didn't find anything horrifying oh uh we can't talk talk about about it (laughs) yeah i think i know exactly what he's referring to so Gareth Edwards, I don't hope you don't mind me going again. Uh, Gareth Edwards is a genius, the director, when it comes to taking a sci-fi setting and putting an engaging human story within it. Which should be the goal, right? Yeah. But it seems like too many times we get people just like being like, look, space guns, pew, pew. And that's what the, the prequels were, space guns, space guns and space swords. And space senates. You know, and all oh, the and politics yes. stuff and yeah, like ephemeral politics mm-hmm. that they um, actually off of that. I've I've got one. If you're not. Go, I'm finished. done. Yeah. Well, um, tell me. Tell me. Remind me what else uh, Gareth did that makes you say that he's a he's a master at this beyond this. 2014 Godzilla. OK. And he also did an indie film called Monsters. OK. Oh, I've seen I the like Godzilla, that. but I, I don't know that I've seen Monsters. Monsters. I think you would really like it. OK. He, cool. He's he does a lot of sci fi, but. Sci-fi is always put as, like, the backdrop to a true human experience. Yeah. Monsters is a perfect example of that. Yeah, exactly. Um, Very cool. What were you going to say, Jareth? So, this movie captures the look and feel of Star Wars. Um, So, like, the colors are a little bit brighter so you can see the things better. But none of them look unlike they did in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. So like seeing uh, a Death Star, it doesn't have like new doohickeys on it like yeah. it would if it was in the prequels. Yeah. Nothing looks like, ooh, that's a new neat thing. Yeah. It's just this is 
this thing isn't covered in rust right now and it's colorful, but it is that thing. Yeah. Because uh, the prequels had like tons of like, look at how neat this droid is. We're totally selling this toy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, whereas this one had kind of the clunky droids and practical effects again. Practical effects. With a few exceptions. With, with a few exceptions, yeah. Oh, yeah. sure, yeah. Uh, but but whenever a you few saw notable exceptions. <laughs> whenever you saw the space I have a battles, I don't know what you're talking about. That's one of my cons. <laughs> yeah, mine okay. too. The uh, the U wings, I think, were the only ones that I saw that I didn't immediately recognize. Yeah, what there was a different type of Tie Fighter, Tie Fighter too. Oh yeah, the weird one. And did they did they have a line of dialogue to explain that from the stormtroopers? It seems like I heard one of the stormtroopers be like, "Hey, we're getting uh, those new uh, Tie Fighters or something like that." Did you, oh did yeah, you guys... one of them was complaining. He's like, "Oh, they finally made these obsolete," and then yeah. the guy's like, "About time." Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was like, "Way to way to explain the new Tie Fighter." It also. <laughs> Kind of humanized the type or the the, the stormtroopers. Storm yeah, like that's just something that you'd complain about. Right. Like, yeah. Woo. Thank God. <laughs> they only have like these are not the droids you're looking for kind of lines. They never have humor. Yeah. It, it was funny seeing them humor. Uh, did you have anything? I have one more, but if you got something. oh, I do too. Uh, okay. The one the one more a good thing that I have was um, I guess I'll just say the end of the movie. I mean, the last twenty minutes of this movie is absolutely breathtaking spectacular on almost every single level it blew mm-hmm. me away the depth of it the scope of it the emotion of it the like just the action of yeah. it just down the line i was really impressed with the last 20 minutes i actually went into the last 20 minutes in my mind you know you kind of when you do this for a job you're always kind of conjecturing how do i feel about this is you know is and so in my brain, I'm like, you know what, this, however this ends is going to determine whether this is a B plus or an A minus for me. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, and I ended it at an A minus. So oh, that's yeah. great. I yeah, ended with an A plus. So yeah. Yeah. And I was ready to write this movie off. So, there and then yeah. who knew? Yeah. Uh, my last thing in prose is the amount of fan service and nostalgia in this film is perfect. Not too much, not too little. I thought it was the perfect amount. A couple of, like, of those moments annoyed me. Really? Um, yeah, I'm not going to give any spoilers away, but there were there were a couple moments where I'm like, yeah, I didn't need to see those guys. Like, I I didn't, like there was didn't, there was one in particular. I for think me that's that, probably the main one for and, me too. I think we all we're all talking about the same thing, and that's actually my first con. You, if you want to just, get I don't break. think you're talking about the same thing as I am because I think okay. I know where you're going with your first con, and okay. I agree with you. There's a character in this film who will remain nameless until the spoilers, who was incredibly distracting yeah. every single time every they were on screen. Time. Yeah, absolutely. Not the thing I'm referring to. Okay, yeah, but... that wasn't the specific thing I was referring oh, to either. Oh, okay, okay. The specific moment that I was like, eh, that was a little bit of a callback I didn't need. Yeah, way too slappy in the face. Yeah. Okay. Um, But yes, that is my major Did, con. Are you talking about something that dealt with two characters? Yes. Yes. I thought that that was actually important for the story. But really? Well, we can talk, we'll about, talk about that about in spoilers. spoilers. Let's yeah. talk about that in spoilers. Okay. Um, here's my thing. Not only was it distracting, it was unnecessary. The, it did not have to be that character, and it could have been done completely different uh, in the story. They could have built the story differently. I think they thought they were going to be able to get it right. Yeah. And they just weren't able to get it right. It is we someday we'll be there. Yeah, but we're not there yet. I it's think, cool to see how far we are. Yeah, but we're not there yet. No, not I, at all. I think that this uh, 
distracted me a lot less. I actually kind of appreciated it in the uh like at first I was like what, but then in the long run I was like yeah, good on him. Did you I get used to man. it? I couldn't mm-hmm. get used to it. It was mm-hmm. it threw me off every single time that character was on screen. And I uh, in fact that is. The sole reason I'm at an A minus instead of an A or an A plus. That's the one really? thing. Yeah. Oh wow. I, it okay. is that is the one thing that brought it down. It was that distracting to me, and especially because I felt like it was unnecessary. And there's a there's another moment with another character that is similar, That's but it's much great. Br- but it's much briefer. Yeah. And um, I, I think if they'd have just had that one, we'd have been okay. Yeah. But yeah. But we can go more specific in spoilers. Yeah, people who haven't seen the movie right now are going, "What are they talking about? Yeah. Star Wars: but it's The Wrath of Cons." It's important. It's important to say <laughs> uh, the Wrath of Cons, the VDG. That's why we love you. Um, uh, that is uh, that's really my only con. Did you? What others did you have aside from the, a few of the little inside jokes that I felt were also unnecessary? Um, but. underdeveloped side characters that I thought we could have known more about. Okay, um, I don't remember feeling that, but... Again, in spoilers, I'll go into specifics. Mm-hmm. But um, there was a couple characters at, while I was watching the film, like, oh, I'm sure that they have this amazing backstory, or why are they choosing to do this? Maybe because something happened to them in their past or something. Mm. And I just never got the closure on specific characters I would have liked to have gotten. I... Um, if I if I mention an actor's name, that's not a spoiler, is it? If I just to, I mean, we said it with Donnie Yen. So. Yeah, I, I are you thinking like Force Whitaker? Yeah, I didn't want to say that he was underused though. Oh, but I that's see. what I was. That's uh, what I, was, I think that's fine. I'm not. I'm not I, too worried about okay. that being a spoiler. But. I feel like you know because they built him up and like. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's another thing you wouldn't know this because you don't watch trailers. Every single scene in the trailers was made specifically for the trailers. Except for, like, one, which was the rocket slap to the uh, AT-AT. Yeah. So, because that's something Gareth Edwards does. In his trailers for films, he always films extra stuff. So you're saying I could have trailers. watched the trailer and still not seen any any uh, frames from the movie? Yeah. You wouldn't have even heard any dialogue I could have movie. kept my zero frames pledge and watched the trailer? Yeah. Wow. Because like they refilmed the scenes in different ways, specifically for trailers, and added things for trailers, and took away things for trailers, made it a completely unique experience. Interesting. I, I'm said, still glad I went in pure, though. I'm still glad. Yeah, because I, sorry, I don't know if it's. Uh, sorry, there's a character from the original series that is beloved that is in this movie. I think everybody knows that they're in it. You know, <laughs> I, I, I was trying to. I don't want to. I'll just go ahead and say Darth Vader's in this movie. Yeah. The trailers have him in it. That's why I was like, but I don't know how many of the listeners are with your zero frames pledge or whatever. Well, that's fine. Sure, I mean, sure. you know. So Darth Vader's in this movie, and all the scenes from the trailers that had Darth Vader in it aren't even in the movie. Oh, interesting. Well, yeah. they are. They're just under completely different context. And they're filmed differently, too, from different angles. Yeah. And it's that's interesting. But the yeah. basics are there. Yeah. Um, I, I would say that to that con about like the underused, underdeveloped side characters, mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of just a, it's like a symptom that Star Wars movies have, because every single Star Wars movie, there's at least one character, and it's almost always way more than one, that like you're like that guy sounds really cool. Why are we not seeing any like Wedge Antilles, the Boba Fett syndrome, Boba Fett, Wedge Antilles. Most of the people from the Dengar. prequels, 
<laughs> but we could get a Star Wars story about them at this point too. I mean, they're gonna make one of these things every year for you know as long Ever. as for as long as they're making money, which could be forever. Why can't Transformers do this? Why can't they make a movie every single year and it be good? <laughs> I was gonna say Mike, I don't want a Transformers movie every single year and Michael they'd be good. Bay. All right, final if, thoughts. Yeah, one more thing. One more thing about Here. the uh, the movie that you haven't gotten to mention that you want to make sure you mention before we move on. Uh, not really a pro or a con, but like kind of just a um like an endorsement of the film. Okay. If you're kind of on the edge about seeing it, which hopefully you're not, all I can say is that I wish that I had seen this before I had ever seen anything else. Before mm. even the originals and the prequels? Yeah. Because, like, if I had seen this moving forward into A New Hope and then, like, just moving on past yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unlike the prequels, which, like, if you were to watch them sequentially, you'd be like, Ugh. Yeah. But this, this, the context and like just the, the gravity of all of it makes everything else better. Yeah. And I wish that I could have seen the others with that, that in mind. Yeah, I like that. No, that's really good. Um, Let's see for my one last thing. I think I pretty much talked about everything I wanted to talk about. Um, That isn't a spoiler. Yeah, that isn't a spoiler. Exactly. Because fangirling out on all of this, I would love to do that. Just like, <laughs> yeah. I think for my one last thing, I'll just say that this movie is what the prequel should have been. Yeah. You know, this if if you could go back in time and convince George Lucas that this is how he should have done, you know, those prequels, uh, that that would have been a good thing. Yeah. This because it informs everything after it in a beautiful way and is still its incredible, you know own story yeah as opposed to not being a very good story and not really informing thing and in, in things and you know and ruining darth vader yeah exactly yeah. uh go on andrew what's your one more thing if you're on the fence about seeing this movie i'll say this the last scene of this film is hands down for me the best and most terrifying scene of any star wars film ever oh my god yes it is hmm the best and most terrifying scene of any Star Wars film. Ever. Well, maybe like the scene just before the very last, but yeah. You know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I know exactly I'm what you're lost. talking about. I'm lost. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you can jog my memory and... Yeah. Oh, we... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't without spoiling it. Jared doing hand Jared, motions Jared's, so I can Jared's... understand, and I'm still not catching it, but I loved the dance. It yeah. was amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, without, without spoiling it. And... All right, do the dance one more time. Let me see. I still don't know. All I right. still don't know. You do but, the dance, Andrew. It would be literally the exact same thing as that. <laughs> it's not a dance, but okay. It's virtually all the motions that happen, <laughs> except yeah. for way more awesome in the movie. And way more terrifying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I can't wait till spoilers I'll just so say, I can I'll remember. I'll just say one word. Unleashed. Unleashed. Do you think that's a pretty good descriptor of what happened? Yes. <laughs> So thank you so much to our Patreon supporters for making this podcast and others on the Studio DNA Podcast Network possible. If you don't know what Patreon is, it's a place where you can support artists who are creating work that you like. If you like what goes on here at Sifpop, um, uh, you can decide how to give. $3, I think, is where giving starts. And by the way, if you do support, 
you have access to everything that comes out on the podcast network right in your own dedicated podcast feed. That includes bonus episodes that do not get released to the normal feed. So there are pre-shows before every uh, show on the network that are just for you. So, and like I said, that's like three bucks a month and you can know that you're supporting uh, the cost that goes into making the podcast what it is. So you can go to patreon.com slash studio DNA patreon.com slash studio DNA if you want to support and of course we thank you very very much for doing so we literally could not do it uh, without the support of our fans so thank you Indeed, those donations go a long way so what we're going to do now is we are going to rank every Star Wars movie in order from worst to first do you want to go around everybody gives her eight and then there's seven I think we can do it that way but here's the thing we have to agree on an official sift pop ranking by the end of this conversation. Oh, Uh-oh. I like that a lot. That is brilliant, Aaron. So we will have to argue it through if we disagree on some stuff. All right. So are we starting uh, ascending or descending order? We're going to start from worst to best. Worst to okay. first. Worst to first. So, so ascending order. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, why don't you start us off? Worst of them all is Attack of the Clones, episode two. Episode two, what would you say? I would argue Phantom Menace. I would also say Phantom Menace is the worst. Phantom Menace is way more Jar Jar. Phantom Menace has the most fluff. And it has Darth Maul. <laughs> That's true, that and is a fair he's point. he's criminally <laughs> underused. It has Darth Maul. Wow, you, you saying that is almost swaying me to your side because... That final lightsaber battle is with him and Qui-Gon in Obi-Wan. Uh, Obi-Wan is one of the best lightsaber battles in the entire Star Wars universe. Like, it, is. it is. It phenomenal. is phenomenal. It is the um, best. But the movie itself is awful. Everything else about the film is kind of... Okay, they spend so here's, like 45 here's the minutes then. pod racing. Here's the question. <laughs> but it has Darth Maul. I loved the pod race when that first came out, though. Oh, I so, did, too. I liked but it, too. It's I was great. little. Yeah. I think it's good to this day. Um, let's, uh, let, let's say this then, Jareth, if you're, if you're going to convince me to go with, uh, Phantom Menace being worse than Attack of the Clones, um, tell me the scene in Attack of the Clones that is amazing. Like, give me a scene that I can be like, is oh, it yeah, Yoda that's... fighting Dooku? Cause come on, guys. I mean, that was cool. No, it wasn't. That, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was cool. So that was dumb. <laughs> it was so Another bad. criminal underuse misuse of a character. But... Yeah. Dooku. Is uh, it, I mean, is there one? Because I'm almost willing to give uh, give Attack of the um, give Phantom Menace the benefit just for that lightsaber scene. I just feel like Attack of the Clones has a better layout in general. It does. It does. It absolutely does. So, I wouldn't like, argue that. So throwing uh, throwing the bone to to uh, Phantom Menace. Well, give us give us then at least a good passionate reason about why Attack of the Clones is defend Attack of the Clones here for a second. We're finding <laughs> in Attack of the Clones, we're finding out things. About the universe, not just about the Naboo that don't uh-huh. matter, and also uh, about Anakin Skywalker, which also don't matter, because we've got the annoying kid, which later he turns into an even worse adult, annoying teenager. But, yeah. Um, so he like, was somehow older than Natalie Portman. Man, all of a sudden, I'm I'm on Andrew's side now. I I can't. I agree with you that like if you look at it as a an overall. Sit down and take in a story. 
then I think Attack of the Clones is better. But when I think about what would I prefer to sit through, I might prefer to sit through Phantom Menace just because I would want to watch that lightsaber scene or the even racing. the pod race or you know something like that. Okay, yeah, that's fair. All right. Okay, number eight it. is Attack of the Clones, and then number two is Phantom Menace on your guys's or on the official Sif Pop list. On yet? the official Sif Pop list, we have the worst being Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones, and the yeah. second worst being. Phantom Menace. Because that's not even my number seven, Phantom Menace. Oh, well, then maybe we need to argue some more, but I think you'll have a hard time getting us <laughs> yeah. above I'll, number I'll seven. A, I'll but go okay. ahead. What is what is your number seven? Or number... Actually, wait. Yeah. Could I make a case... Go ahead. Instead, for Attack of the Clones to be second worst, and is it Revenge of the Sith is, is the, the third one? Third one? The third one might be the worst. Uh, you'd have a hard time that's with my me. Sec- that's my number seven is Revenge of the Sith. I actually liked Revenge of the Sith. Hate that movie there, there so was, much. There were some. I, so much. The acting in it is the worst. Well, the acting in all the prequels is well, awful. Yeah. Purposefully awful, by the way. That was always. See, people forget the acting in the original trilogy is pretty awful too, except for possibly Harrison Ford. Yeah. Because George Lucas thought that was a stylistic choice. He was he was directing them in that way. Because it was a reminder of old school serials, which that is what he was is doing. Not a very good like. I'm, I'm not like in forgiving mode. No, for that. I understand. I understand. I just you know I'm not either. It doesn't make the movie better because of that. It just means he was wrong. What uh, that's only a defense of the actors and actresses to say they were told to do it that way. And at the end of the day, George Lucas gets to make that decision. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't make it a great movie. But anyways, wait, wait. So I'm I'm confused. So my eight and seven are Attack of the Clones and then Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. What are your guys's then? I'm gonna go with Revenge of the Sith is the worst, and then Attack of the Clone. Or well, you had Phantom Menace is the worst. So was it Phantom Menace, Revenge of the Sith? Yeah, originally. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go with Revenge of the Sith is the worst. I had uh I had Phantom Menace is the worst. Attack of the Clones is the second worst. Okay. So and then. Sith. And then Sith. So I think we all had the prequels as our bottom three. Yeah. Which I guess makes sense. You I should. <laughs> yeah. To to try and sway you guys towards Revenge of the Sith and number eight. eight? Okay. Is no, this eight? is going to be because I think we said that what is Attack the... of the Clones is officially eight, right? The okay. Worst. Is yeah. It... yeah. Okay, then fine. I'll, then, I'll okay, so now convince we're... you to seven <laughs> since you guys are locking me in. So you want uh, Phantom Menace at six now? At that point, we're basically going with, with Andrew's list. You kind of are. Um, so you okay? He, well, convince, here's the convince reason. Convince me that Revenge yeah. of the Sith is here's better the reason than, Sith is better than Attack of the Clones. It's it's no. All, convince me it's better than Phantom Menace. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Better yeah. than Phantom Menace. Yeah. The the final moment between uh, Anakin and Obi Wan, despite some acting issues, is actually a really powerful story moment to the actual Star Wars universe. The idea of those two, that is actually one of the moments in the prequels that informs the movies in, I think, a really interesting and emotional way. Uh, to, to see that on screen, to see what happened to Darth Vader. That, that Darth Vader birth thing uh, was, was really powerful to me. While I agree, I feel like the majority of every, especially Anakin's whole fall to the dark side does not jive for me. Like overall. At all, yeah, yeah. Every time there's like any shift towards him in the dark side, I'm like, why? Yeah, you know, ooh, I had a bad dream. I better go talk to Emperor Palpatine and listen to him clearly be an evil yeah. bad guy. As as a as a person who has as a person is the only one in this room who has teenage sons. <laughs> Let me just say they're not always as clear thinking. Uh, so you know, I can see a teenager following you know following somebody. 
uh, like that. But um, but yeah, I I can't defend that. You're you're right on well, that. But then we also have to be like, why is Padme with him? She loves a man who can okay. explain like love. Thirty six. Who can explain love? If you guys go with Attack of the Clones being worst, I will say that Phantom Menace is next, and then Revenge of the Sith. I I, I would love to go in that order. So let's do it. I'm good with that. Okay, you so good with that? That's eight, seven, and six right there. We're I was, good. I was gonna go with Revenge of the Sith as second worst, but sure. Well, I was too, but I'm giving Aaron. All right. <laughs> I think yeah. I think it's uh. I think the the Darth Vader stuff is enough to put it up above there. Okay. All Fine. right. So so all right. So we got some agreement at least. Yeah. Uh, so we're going Attack of the Clones, Phantom Menace, Menace, Revenge, Revenge of, of the Sith. Sith. Okay. So now we're up to number five. All Aaron. right. Now's where it starts to really get interesting. Aaron, what do you have as number five? Uh, my number five is Return of the Jedi. What do you got? Return of the Jedi is the third one? Third of the originals. The third of the originals, yeah. So I was always terrible at keeping the names Episode in order. six, Seven. technically. Yeah, six. yeah. Yeah. I can't, I don't, what I did don't you have? argue it. I have a new hope. Whoa. We're going to have words, son. Return of the Jedi for me. Is your second favorite? Yeah. Wow, this I, is going to be difficult. Yeah. I think that... Um, what is it that you love about it? Is it just because you saw it as a kid and like the Ewoks and the... I do. I like the Ewoks, but it was the final... For me, the reason it all boils down to one thing, the final confrontation between Darth Vader and Luke at the very end of Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. is one of the most powerful things I've ever seen in film. Hmm. Just the father-son... Uh, hatred and I would argue that their scene in Empire is stronger than their scene in, no. in, it's, in Return okay, of the Jedi. That scene there is the biggest twist in film history. Mm-hmm. But this that final where you think that Luke is going to turn to the dark side because he's unleashing all of his hate and pain and just torment on Darth Vader in that last scene, that last battle. And you, strong... then you have that orchestra playing in the background and it's Brilliant! I love it so well, much. Well, we may have to go. Um, we well. Uh, so if it's not Return of the Jedi, because I understand what you're saying. What did you have as a New Hope? It's not going to be a New Hope. A New Hope. A new, <laughs> <laughs> a new Hope is my number three. Like, it's I, especially not going to be a New Hope now. Yeah, especially after Rogue One comes out, a New Hope just became like this incredible film. Um, and it was the first, and it was like. I mean, I know you guys weren't around like when those came out originally. Not that I was old; like I was one years old when the first one came out. But you didn't see it until you were twenty. <laughs> Good point. No, I actually did watch the Star Wars movies as a kid because okay. they had this thing called VHS. You guys ever heard of this? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's VHS. It was My incredible. Parents it was amazing. still have their VHS. The, the Hus. Yes. Be, yeah. Be kind. Rewind. It was amazing. Uh, so I did watch them over and over and over again at home on VHS, and A New Hope was my jam. Like it was. So incredible, this world, and what, two a new, sons, what? A you know, new I mean, hope captures like, the mystery and the mysticism of Star Wars. Yeah. It is the one that is inten- intended to hook you into the mythology. Here's here's what we're running into. The five we've got left are all great movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, that's So we're going to have to do a little... So we would have to argue what would go there if it's not going to be A New Hope and it's not going to be A Return of the Jedi, what's... You know what's next? What are the ones in between yeah. that we can talk about? So okay, so what others do you have surrounding it then? Well, like, what's your number four? Even then, uh, my number four is um, my number four is Rogue One. Really? Yeah. Okay. Really? Yeah. I rank it a little higher. Yeah. yeah. 
My number four is Force Awakens. I wondered. So, yeah. man, I think it maybe it is New Hope and Return then in some order there at four and five. How are you feeling, Jareth, about that? Yeah, how do you feel about A New Hope and then Return? Which is better, New Hope or Return of the Jedi? I feel like A New Hope is better than Return of the Jedi. Okay, I'll, I'll relinquish Return of the Jedi to number All five. All right, and then we'll put New Hope at number four. Now, is everybody okay with that? Well... I, I will say this in defense of Return of the Jedi. He's right. Those moments are incredibly powerful. Sure, sure, sure. But it's everything else. I don't know if I can put A New Hope above Force Awakens. Oh, wait. No, I wouldn't then, would I? Because they would no. go Return of the Jedi and then A New Hope. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. You good with that, Jareth? Return with... of the Jedi and then A New, a new Hope. hope. So then we're left with the two new ones, Force Awakens and, and Rogue Empire. One and Empire Strikes Back as their top three. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good with that. All right, here we go. Turn of the Jedi at number five, A New Hope at number four. Time to argue the top three. I'm voting Force Awakens for number three. Me too. I'm I'm okay with that. I would have gone with Rogue One. I like Rogue uh, I One think more. Force, I think Force Awakens is a better movie than Rogue One, but that's also probably because I'm more a... A happy, happy, joy, joy person than a dark and gritty person. So, <laughs> wow, way to throw us under the bus. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's nothing wrong with. I'm not saying. I'm, not I'm that proud of the camp with, I'm in. Yeah, no. That's there's nothing to be ashamed of at all. I just, for me, I came out of the Force Awakens giddy. Just oh, like, I did too. Oh, I mean, yeah. just like hit all the you know the perfect moments. I mean, and part of that is it's basically a New Hope redone. I spent know? half of the movie going. I know, right? Which is just me flailing my yes. hands and yeah. For the silently audio podcast, screaming. Jareth is doing the Wait, does scream that mean, like a girl motion. Does that mean every single one of us chose Empires or number one? What's that? Did Actually, every... no. Oh, you Not didn't? me. Okay. You chose Rogue One as your number one. I chose one. Rogue One. Wow. Okay. Let's give it some space. Let's give you a few months before we see if you want to stick with well, that no, decision. I, uh, the reason I did, and I do have a reason, I feel like this is the first... Star Wars movie that outside of being a Star Wars movie is a good movie just mm -hmm. on its own. Yeah. If you stripped away virtually everything else from it, it was still just a super great movie. Yeah. Whereas See, I, I think that I about the Force that. I think that about the Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. as I think well. that about Empire. Yeah. Because the greatest twist in cinematic history is an Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. That alone should grant it my number one spot. On well, let's let's land, let's let me go ahead and land us with number three being the Force Awakens. Even though I disagree, I'm willing to concede yeah, on that. You so, took my number two, and that's right. Yeah, we're five. good. We're good. <laughs> Give a little, take a little. I get it. Yeah. To be clear, this was a hard decision. Oh yeah. So I'm willing to concede <laughs> Empire as number one for the sake of the list. But my personal rating, I'm, I think I'm putting Rogue One as number one. Aaron, did you have Empire as your number one? I did. Okay. I did, and I think that's where we're going to land. Um, I and, and especially because we've, you know, it's so fresh, and it's not like like I said, I liked Phantom Menace for a year after it came out because I was a fanboy and I I couldn't see straight. I liked Phantom so, Menace, but I was also like the target demographic at the time. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you know, sometimes it's hard to to like history adds a lot of context, right? And so. It gives you more opportunity to open your mind to what other people are saying, to see things you didn't see, that kind of stuff. So Rogue yeah. One is so fresh right now that I think we, I think we we should keep Empire at number one, give it some space to you know really see how how it holds up, you know yeah. that kind of thing. Um, 
for me, another reason why Empire is so phenomenal, it's the first film I can remember seeing where the good guys lose. You know? That's... I didn't know that that was allowed oh, the, yeah, in movies. The, yeah, right, yeah. I'm like, uh, wait, wait, but Han's frozen, and he's gone, and Luke lost his hand, and he's Darth Vader's kid, and <laughs> nothing good happened. I want to go back to Yoda. <sighs> yeah. No, you're absolutely right, and and also kind of the first... What's interesting is The Empire is the kind of movie that I absolutely destroy today for being like the first part of a two-parter where like things are unresolved and it's not like a full movie and but Empire is a full movie. Yeah. It's just you're right, the wrong team wins at the end of Empire. The resolution yeah. is all in the wrong way. Yeah. which is different. So I think that uh it's <clears throat> Empire kind of informed my taste moving forward like growing into adulthood also cuz yeah. I am on the the gritty Sad, sad side. Uh, I do like Happy. I do, but so I, does that mean you like DC movies more than Marvel movies? I don't. He, he loathes the DC films because they've also still got to be good movies. <laughs> good point. Fair point. Um, Absolutely. Would you mind reading off in a Here we order? go. The official Sif Pop order of Star Wars movies. You want to go from best to worst since we've got them ranked? Sure. At number one, Empire Strikes Back. Woo! Number two, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. Still woo! Number three, The Force Awakens. Also Number four, A New Hope. Number five, Return of the Jedi. Number six, Revenge of the Sith. Number seven, Phantom Menace. And number eight, Attack of the Clones. There's the official one through eight. Bravo, bravo. Where would we put uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars TV show in that list? Not bad. It's pretty good. It is pretty good. But it's somewhere not, it's, above Revenge of the Sith. Somewhere, yeah. Between Return of the Jedi and Revenge of the Sith. I hear Rebels yeah. is super good, but Rebels I haven't gotten a chance. To Rebels watch it. is actually better than Clone Wars. I haven't it? gotten all the way through Clone Wars yet, so I haven't started watching Rebels yet. Definitely <laughs> better than the prequels. That's so, it's funny because they are bar. about the prequels. <laughs> That's right. And now what we'll do is we'll go through every episode of Clone Wars and Rebels and rank them all yes. one through 572. I am unprepared. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think that's it. On to buried treasure for today. What's one thing in the uh, pop culture universe that you want to make sure people know about as your buried treasure? We're going to start with Andrew. So there is a new Hulu original series that I just watched. You know, like, oh, it seems interesting. Ended up watching the entire first season in one day because I couldn't stop oh, wow. watching it. And it is? The series is called Shut Eye. It stars Jeffrey Donovan, and it's about uh, fake scamming fortune tellers, like the Romani people coming over, and like, I can see your future in the crystal ball, and scamming people. And it's so good. It's definitely, definitely not family-friendly. This is a dark show. Okay. It's about the... This uh, Romani family mafia, like that, like this one family that runs all of those like uh, psychic uh, people, and how they control all of those people. And then you have Jeffrey Donovan's character, who is one of those con artists, gets hit in the head, actually does start to see the future. And the way that show plays out is brilliant, terrifying like jaw-dropping and hilarious in some parts. I loved huh. it. What's it called again? Shut Eye. Shut Eye. And ten, it's on Hulu. On Hulu, 10 episodes, 40 minutes each. So okay. it's about seven hours worth, and I just binged it all in one day. I will have to check stop. that out. 
Yeah. Uh, in like, the, again, definitely not family friendly. In the chat, they're asking Jeffrey Donovan from Burn Notice? From Burn Notice, yeah. Okay, cool. Probably besides uh, Fargo Season 2, his best performance. A lot of the people from Fargo Season 2... Man, I love Fargo Season 2. A lot of those people, like hit the older brother with a big beard and mm-hmm. stuff, he's in it. He's actually the leader of the Romani family. A lot of those people from uh, Fargo Season 2 are in this show. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Jareth, you want me to go next, or do you want to go next? Uh, I'll go next, because I feel like mine's going to be kind of underwhelming. <laughs> Aww. You need some confidence, Jareth. Uh, it's going to be the most amazing thing ever. All okay, right, sure. And is it, go. Uh, is it Rogue in, One? In keeping with our... Yes, it's Rogue One. <laughs> Everybody go see it. No, uh, but in keeping with the Star Wars theme, uh, I, I, I think I'll... Uh, Say the uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic, uh, the MMO. Oh, okay. Cool. If you're into MMOs, check it out. Uh, it's free to play. Uh, it's kind of got um, you can pay to play. I was going to say certainly they're making money somehow. Oh yeah, they're definitely making money. Is it like on skins and you or can buy um, microtransactions? Microtransactions, or you can pay for premium time, where premium time offers you other things. Yeah, but it's fun. It's definitely an MMO, but it have you ever spent money on it? I have actually okay. quite a bit. Can you play it without spending money on it and still have a good time? Easily. Okay. All right. It's not like you can only get to half the levels right, if you don't yeah. spend money. Yeah. Uh no, nah, it's it's a very fun game and it's very Star Wars. Uh it's set in the old republic, which is a really fun era of Star Wars. Do you feel like a Jedi? You you definitely can. That's but awesome. if you don't play as a Jedi, you still feel awesome. I am so ready for VR Star Wars stuff. Like, <laughs> Woo. yeah, that stuff's going to be so much fun. Oh, yeah. The Amy I, Hinnick Star Wars game that comes out in a couple years. I, super stoked for that. The lady, the people who made like Naughty Dog, like all the Naughty Dog games, like The Last of Us and Uncharted, some of them left to go work on an actual Star Wars game. And it looks oh, cool. Brilliant. I think it'd be Very fun cool. to play a Star Wars flight sim. Yeah. Oh, they used to have one. Um, yeah, that would be fun. But like X-wing. a VR one. Oh, I mean. VR, because they used to have, what was it, X-Wing? Uh, oh, <laughs> at Aliciousness. At Aliciousness. <laughs> I, uh, I've i been calling Rogue One occasionally Rogue Squadron, because I used to play that, that game on oh, uh, yeah. GameCube way back in the day. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, great choice, great choice. Uh, right. My buried treasure is, I've been catching up on... I'm trying to get everything watched that I need to watch before I make my end of the year best of list. And uh, out of time. there are still a few things that I want to get in my back pocket before I, I official. And one of them was an animated movie uh, called The Red Turtle. I wanted to hear about this. Uh, so I finally watched The Red Turtle. It is wonderful. Uh, it's really... Foreign language film, right? Uh, it's a no language film. There, there's, there's, It's not fair to say there's not a single word of dialogue in this movie, but you know it's... It's the same word about five times. It's, hey, it's in there about five times. Other than that, there's no dialogue in this movie. Um, it is beautiful. It is metaphoric. It works both on its own level and on, on the metaphor level. Uh, it's uh, about a man who is shipwrecked on an island and what happens when he encounters this giant red turtle. And that's all I'm going to tell you. Uh, the way it unfolds huh. is surprising and interesting and emotional. And I can see why it's, you know gaining a lot of attention so i managed to i that was one i needed to get in also to vote in the awards because it was nominated for uh best animated which film. went to zootopia didn't see that one coming uh i think that's going to be the winner this year zootopia. down the line so zootopia, zootopia because because amazing. of the political themes and it's an amazing movie but this has been an amazing year for animated movies which is even more yeah. reason to let people know about the red turtle because 
in a movie where you've or in a year where you've got you know Finding Dory, Zootopia, um, everything uh, else. Life of Pets. Then you have Moana. Moana. I yeah. really care for Life of Pets. Yeah, Secret Life of Pets has is a bit mixed for me too. But there there have been a lot of great animated movies. Like it started out really strong. And yeah, it just kind of. Yeah. I thought you would have said Kubo and the Two Strings. Yeah, Kubo and the Two. It actually is my number one. Yeah, okay. that's actually what I voted for. In I never got a chance Kubo to the see that, strings. but it looked really good. Oh, uh, it's amazing. Um, so yeah, so there's it's a big year for animation. Don't miss the Red Turtle if you really like that kind of stuff. It's not like those others. It's not a you know. Uh, I mean, I watched it with my 11 year old, and he he was into it. So it's like it's not like kids can't watch it, but. Um, but it's not like Moana where they break out into kid-friendly songs every once in a while or <laughs> Zootopia where it's cute and cuddly animals. Or, it's you know. not excessively loud and flashy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, But I, I found it absolutely beautiful. And I think it's a Studio uh, Ghibli film. So um, who did like, I think they did like Howl's Moving Castle and yeah. those kind of things. That's so, a, Miyazaki's. Yeah, studio. Miyazaki. That's a pretty big uh, endorsement right there yeah yeah no it's it's yeah i think it's worth your time to check out especially if you love that kind of stuff absolutely and you say that's in your uh this on your list of movies for this year i think it will make my top top uh 41 movies of the year um which, why 41 it's you know it's just my number and so it feels about right for the generally when i make my list i don't like to include anything below like a b and that's usually about 40 or so movies. And my basketball number in high school was 41. And so, so you just went with it? I love the number 41. It looks cool. It's a prime number. It's definitely unique. It's it's yeah. unique. So, yeah. So I do my top 41 movies of every year. I forgot to tell you, Rogue One was officially my 100th movie of the year. Oh, nice. I saved it. Uh, do you want to know how many I've seen? 137. Oh, that, that could be close. If he close. nailed it, let's take a look. What does we? he win if he if he got it? If yeah, it's like you, you know you guess a, the number of jelly beans in a jar, sort of thing. You right. get all of the jelly beans. If, yeah, if I get win, all of those movies. <laughs> if you win this, you become the permanent guest host of Sif Pop. <gasps> Woo! Wait, I think you already are that. That's okay. Um, why isn't it opening? Why is my movie list not opening? I deleted it. <laughs> oh, my life just crumbled. <laughs> That's why you got to back it up. That's right. It's it's in the cloud. It's in the cloud, man. Yeah. There it is. Uh, I have seen this year new movies. 137. What would you say? 137. 137. Do I have the red turtle on this list yet? I have. Yep, I have the red turtle on this list. The number is 130. Six. Nine. Oh. Oh. God, you were close, though. So, man. Uh, there are a few more that I need to see, uh, so I'll probably end up in the, probably in the 140s somewhere by the time I'm done, which is actually down from the last couple of years. Mm. Um, last couple of years I've watched every single movie that came out and I just wasn't able to do that this year based on life changes and some different things. So. I think I'll end up somewhere around 115 maybe, maybe if I'm lucky 120. I'll probably end up somewhere around question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today for Sif Pop. It's part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other live and later shows on the network by following the feed at Mixler.com slash Studio DNA. That's M-I-X-L-R.com slash Studio DNA. Huge thanks again to today's guru. It's Jareth. Jareth, what do you want to promote? Where do you want to send people? Uh, Well, go check out AllTowerMedia.com for their spoiler cast. It is only a spoiler cast. Mm. So if that is... 
not your thing, probably don't check it out. Well, unless <laughs> I like spoiler casts too after I've seen something. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So, which makes them not spoiler casts. It's just they're talking about the things stuff that, that you would wish be spoiler, yeah. spoilers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We um, have a lot of fun making it. But yeah, check it out. AllTowerMedia.com. Spoiler cast by All Tower Media. Yes. Yeah, if you search for spoiler cast on iTunes, you, are you going to find it on iTunes? If you look in All Tower Media, if you yeah, search for All Tower Media, Media is the okay. better search. Okay. Cool. I think there's a few spoiler casts out there. Yeah. Cool. In fact, we have our own spoiler cast that we'll record here in a second. Yeah, buddy. Uh, much love and gratitude also to our Patreon supporters for giving monthly to make this show and others on the network possible. Remember, if you do support, you get access to all the bonus episodes that you can't hear anywhere else. Uh, it starts at a dollar a month, comes with some pretty fun perks like that. You can find out more info at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Also, please rate and comment at your podcast player of preference, especially if it's iTunes. They use those ratings and comments uh, to determine what podcasts show up. So that helps us out quite a bit. Um, also, if you've got anything you want to say, any ideas for the show, any questions, you can give us an email at feedback at sifpop.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.